of tabbouleh, hummus, just charred spiced sausages and myriad sweet pastries. Great shanks of meat hang from the creaking timbers, unbothered by the buzzing flies and casting long shadows onto the faces of the two Somali men. Brothers, they must be, he thinks, eyeing them, who laugh and joke with glossy customers, with the mishmash of nationalities who have flocked here from surrounding towns and villages to cluck in their mother tongues over dried fruits and bowls of couscous. Off to one side he waits a while. Just is, as unmoving as the air which warms his lungs. The people at the stall are so happy, emitting satisfied moans as they chew. The brothers moving this way and that, rolling wraps, slathering them with harissa, handing them over to grabbing hands. He finds one of his feet tapping to the music, glances around and sees garishly clad women dancing through streams of grinning people, an oily chancer hassling families for a paid photograph with a snake he has draped over one forearm. Tap, tap, tick, tock. He begins to drift, such as the atmosphere, momentarily forgets where he is, starts to lose himself, a small part of him enjoying what is going on here. He looks down again, thinks of walking away, leaving the market, getting into the car and driving into the morning haze. He's a moment from going home when he hears the unmistakable sound of someone hawking mucus from the depths of their chest. Hears them spit the resultant phlegm, sees it land in the dirt just inches from his right foot. It sends a minute mushroom cloud of dust rippling outwards, one edge of it settling on the bald toe cap of his army surplus boot. He glances up from under the brim of his ball cap, notices the three figures, three teenagers, all faded branded sports gear and leers, staring at him, motionless like him. He swallows, moves through the crowd, moves away from them, no aggro here. Not today. He doesn't want it. Doesn't need it, not now of all times. And yet they follow him, move parallel with him, pushing through the throng, their belligerent faces bobbing over the heads of the people, seeking him out. Their nasty, toothy grins visible over mops of hair and ponytails and braids and sunglasses. And he is trying to work out why. Why him? Why now? What do they want? What has he done to them? And then they are in front of him, one of them poking a finger into his chest, hard, and he remembers they don't need a why, and he needn't have done anything to them, and that is why he's here. They circle him, step closer, uncomfortably close, invading his personal space, and one of them, a thick-set teen with a shaven eyebrow, reaches out, grips his coat by the collar and yanks at him. And this is a little inconvenient, but it was time to start anyway. Deep breath. Deep, deep breath. He pulls aside one flap of his jacket, shows them what hangs beneath. Three pairs of eyes widen. The one with the eyebrow, his hand falls away, lifts upwards as if to ward him off, head shaking. The three of them, backing away and into the scrum of oblivious market-goers, their shouted warnings drowned by the music. 
He smiles. Calmer than he thought he would be. Shrugs off his rucksack and places it on the ground. Reaches inside and pulls them out. One, two, three. Enough for now. Digs out his lighter. Sparks it. Watches the dancing women, the happy families. Taps his foot and nods his head in time to the beat from a nearby sound system. Lights one of the fuses and tosses the IED into the crowd. Hoists his ruck to one shoulder, walks away, quickly, twenty feet or so, lights another fuse, tosses another IED, swivels on his heel, lights and lobs the third. Walks over to the stall with the Somali brothers, customers still gathered for the street food, joins the jam in front. Waits, eyes unblinking behind his shades. <laughs>